My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet extremely significant choices that all of us could make in order to be fully alive. Choices that we could make. And today we talk about, David Dennison and I, this idea of this choice, learning their stories. Transparency is hard. Authenticity is difficult. Actually being able to enter into and to share each other's stories is very challenging. It was an emotional ending to this conversation today as David and I really kind of connected over the death of our mothers and wishing in many ways we knew more of their stories. There's much more to this conversation and I hope that you were as inspired as I was. Listen in now. David Dennison, it is so great to have you in the Three Words Podcast Studio for the first time ever. I've thought about having you on this podcast several occasions. A couple times we scheduled it and you were not able to do so, but it is so good to have you here because your insights are always really powerful and really important, and I'm excited to share you and your thoughts with the world. So for those of us who don't know you, which is probably all of our viewers and listeners, uh, with the exception of a few, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks, Michael. Uh, David Dennison, I'm so glad to be here. I'm a life design coach at a university. Uh, So in that role, I help college students design their college experience, uh, consider their values, their interests, their strengths, and their aspirations, uh, and make decisions in their college experience in support of their career and life goals. Uh, I'm married. Uh, My wife and I will have been married for eight years this upcoming May. And actually, uh, our very own Michael Brown officiated our wedding. Uh, It was an awesome experience. Uh, You've also been a huge mentor in my life. Um, And yeah, I'm just pumped to be here. Yeah. And it's so good to have you here. So our three words today are learn their story. How ironic that a life design coach would be wanting to talk about the stories of human beings. And and I've said on several occasions uh, across the globe, quite honestly, this notion that behind every face and behind every name is a powerful and an important and a meaningful story. And I think if we interacted with people like that, it would really be transformative, not only for us, but for them. Um, And I am excited to hear more about what you're thinking in regards to the stories of human beings. Why is this phrase, learn their story, David, so very important and near to dear to your heart? Yes, that's a great question. I, I, there's two things that come to mind first and foremost. Um, One, when I was in college, I feel like I was very fortunate to have so many mentors, including you, uh, and and many others, um, really pursue... Uh, pursue me, uh, pursue learning about me, understanding my heart, my experiences, my hopes, um, and really striving to, to see me fully. And uh, that was a feeling I'll never forget, uh, being so known um, and so loved and, and, and um, accepted for who I am. And so I, I just believe that it's important because when we can give that to someone else, when we can say to them, when they can say they truly believe that their loved ones have, have pursued them, understand them, um, and know their heart, I believe it's, it's an incredibly uh, enriching gift to be able to give. Um, I also think uh, learning their story is important because uh, the word there really caught my eye uh, in this phrase. Um, there sort of almost implies other um, who, who are they? And I believe in our world today when there's a lot of division and uh, potential mistrust and just overarching um, concern about 
uh, whether or not we can we can truly trust or connect with someone else, regardless of their views. I think learning their story is important because we all have something in common that we that we may or may not realize at first. Um, I have an example I could share uh, in a little bit um, about something I, bl- I believe I've discovered um, lately that um, is is at the very core of really um, all uh, political ideology, uh, conservative or liberal. It doesn't it doesn't matter. But uh, and and from really listening to others, I think we can gather so many insights. So in terms of personal learning and in terms of offering gifts to others, learning their story is so important. I'm going to pause right now just for a moment to acknowledge that it is very possible that you're feeling deeply about the conversation that David and I are having, that your heartstrings are being tugged at because it's real and it's raw. And we would just encourage you uh, to share this episode with a friend that you care about. Now back to our conversation. Oh, I agree. And, and I think you, you were going somewhere and I'm going to actually follow down that path because obviously there does give that sense of other But also, I'm presuming as I sit and listen and engage in someone's story, their story then becomes our story. Because now we're in friendship, we're in interaction, we're in relationship, but also there's probably, like you said, finding common ground. Find common ground was actually one of our three word podcasts back in the day because there's so many commonalities among human beings, despite the differences and the diversity and the uniqueness of each of us. I'm guessing as you listen to to student stories all the time with every student who shares their story with you, David, I'm guessing part of you goes, yeah, I can relate to that because that's also in my story. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are, there are so many things that are in, in the, the shared story of humanity. Um, and, and I would actually go as far as to say, like, as I was thinking about this topic, topic, learning their story can sometimes be overwhelming because while maybe there is an overarching narrative, an overarching story that's still being written in regards to someone's life at the same time, they are made up of a collection of stories. And so I, I believe that in, in, um, as, as designers do, who practice design thinking, which is what I teach at the university, um, we try and reframe things so that they're more accessible. And so uh, I, I think the starting point is to recognize that we don't have to learn someone we care about story or someone we want to get to know better. We, we can start by learning their stories. And so um, one strategy, I believe, uh, that can be cr- incredibly effective in doing that uh, is knowing your invitations, Tell me more about that. Yes, okay. yeah, I was, Please, I was just, David. I, I was just waiting for the, the opportunity <laughs> to do so. So knowing your invitations, I'm sure on this podcast, it's been discussed before about the difference between intent and impact. And that sometimes our intentions um, for how someone perceives us or our behavior is not how it's received uh, and that our impact can be different. Uh, we, can, we can inflict pain or uh, cause harm, um, not meaning to, um, and we have to own that and take responsibility for that. Um, and I believe knowing your invitations is so important because at least in my life experience, I've come to believe that um, really all life is, is is opportunities to send invitations and to receive invitations. Um, People and experiences in our life can invite us to think, feel, and behave particular ways. And I invite others by my body language, by the words that I use, by the questions that I ask, invite others to think, feel, and behave particular ways. And it's so vital that that we get more aware of our own invitations because I hope to invite with my students for them to feel heard and supported by me in their journey at the university. 
I want them to think about their life critically, their values. I want them to think about the possibilities for life after graduation and suspend assumptions and consider what society's expectations are for them, but but ultimately uh, create their own uh, expectations that they want to and standards that they want to hold themselves true. Uh, and I also want to invite them to behave in ways that involve them taking action toward the things that are most important to them. Um, now, I do that imperfectly uh, as an instructor, and I need to be receptive to feedback about how my invitations land. But at the end of the day, I think that's that's a really important concept. When I think you're doing something that's even beyond this topic, you're saying for you as an instructor, as a human being, you're encouraging our listeners to learn their or other stories. But I'm guessing as well as you're posing these questions, as you are offering invitations, for many of our viewers and listeners, and my guess is even your students, they're discovering their own story because they were not aware. They oftentimes we go through life very unaware and we're obviously all desiring to be self-aware. But even as I'm having conversations with those that I mentor and those who mentor me, more of my story becomes more clear, uh, becomes more salient, becomes more understandable. I begin to make meaning around, I use the term stories. I think about, you know, the story and the chapters of a book. That's how I think about it. the plots and the twists yep. and the, the rise and the falls. What makes a great story is indeed pain and pleasure and a mixture of all of that. And as well as control, but also chaos. I mean, we could tease out this metaphor for a while here on the, in the three words podcast studio. But I think the idea is and I think this is the emphasis that we're having today and in the, in the, really the focus of our conversation is we want to not only be able to learn other stories by giving them the opportunity to make sense of those things and make meaning of those things by seeing them and hearing them and knowing them and loving them unconditionally, but also we, as we do that, engage in a process of self-discovery. Absolutely. Uh, I call that story resonance. When there's an element of, of your story that resonates with my story. Uh, and I, it's a breeding ground for really amazing, authentic connection. Mm, I would agree with that. You know, I, I think a lot about stories and um, I, you may have heard me share this before, but, you know, as I work with students and I work with professionals and even now as I'm aging and getting older and working with those in the third and fourth season of their life, um, I am also looking at different categories within stories. I'm looking at people's storms <laughs> and struggles and scars and skeletons and secrets. Now, again, that sounds very dramatic. Like all of those things sound really powerfully and some would say negative. No, but in many ways, we're shaped by some of those really hard, darker um, more painful situations. I like to explore those because I want to reach into those and provide hope hmm. and provide healing and provide perspective in the larger, like you said, narrative of stories. So I'm not sure if you've ever thought in those terms or even in your work in life design, if, if there's different categories similar to that or different than that, that maybe you could shed some light on. Sure. Yeah. Um, one, one, I guess, category or theme of stories that, that might be interesting to think about are beginnings. And, uh, Michael, actually, you uh, shared a phrase with me many years ago that I've never forgotten, uh, that changed my life in many ways, uh, and that's you will not wake up one day having become someone you haven't already been becoming. And I'm sure regular listening listeners on this podcast have heard that before. Um, I have also uh, found myself loving alliteration, that could have also been something that you rubbed off on, on me with. Um, and so I've added to that phrase mm. uh, that our becoming ultimately happens through our being. 
which is our daily choices, and is heavily influenced by our beginnings. And so I, I believe there are key stories in a, pe- in a person's life that, that have created, uh, that have made certain behaviors, uh, certain choices um, more, more likely, more realistic, more reasonable. Um, and it's not for me to assume when someone makes a particular choice, even for example, if I'm pursuing someone or I, I want to get to know them better um, and trying to learn their story and they, they are guarded, hmm. um, I... I need to recognize that there may be reason for them to be guarded, and I can't take that personally, or at least it's not effective for me to take that personally, uh, because because there's things outside of um, outside of my knowledge and awareness, and it's not fair to make assumptions um, as it relates to to learning stories. I believe um, having a beginner mindset is is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, becoming a student of your partner, your friend. Um, your coworker, and what do students do? Students ask questions, uh, students take risks, and students focus on learning. The goal as a student is to learn. It's not to accomplish anything other than the learning. Uh, and so I think that's, that's something that comes to mind too. You know, I love this idea of story. Um, in fact, when individuals are going through pain or difficult situations, um, in their lives, um, there's a couple things I, I share, and one of them is that we have um, we have all survived our most difficult and challenging day, and here we are together. I love that idea, um, but I also love the idea that regardless of how painful and difficult a particular part of your story is, that I want them to envision their life kind of like a storybook or a 500 page story. And this thing that they're going through right now is really just two sentences on page 74 or five sentences on page 97, depending on where you are in the seasons of life. And, and I think it gives great perspective. And I'll share one more thing as well in regards to stories. Um, the things that we most love in a great story, the things that we most appreciate in a great narrative that, or even a movie, um, tends to be the things we most despise in our own story. So, you know, I, I, the thought that comes to mind is Lion King, you know, obviously when Simba's father is killed and we're all like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, that's like this exciting part of the story and to see him kind of triumph through that. And yet when we're going through pain, we think, oh, this is the worst part of the story. And it's actually the best part of the story. Uh, probably a little bit uh, off topic in regards to learning stories, but I know for me, when I am seeking mm-hmm. to understand someone's story, I really do hope that I can be present with them and their pain. Because that t- tends to be, correct me if I'm wrong, and you do a lot of this work, David, that tends to be parts of our story that we hide or spin or even kind of... Um, uh, put on some cosmetic makeup or covering to make it look a little better. And then it's hard to be known and seen when you're doing that. Right. I mean, it's not for me to judge if someone is, is wearing any kind of mask or, or, uh, determining uh, whether or not I am a safe place or a safe person to share a part of themselves. So even, you know, as I'm, as I'm working with college students, it's very important for me to acknowledge, Hey, I'm, I'm here for you. And I want to be with you both to celebrate successes and to help you through challenges and through struggles. But Mm. I also recognize that you may not want to share with me at first or ever. Um, and ultimately that's your choice and I respect that choice, but I hope that you can see me as an ally, as someone that's going to 
be here for you. And even if someone doesn't feel open enough or, or vulnerable enough to do that with you, I'm sure they're still deeply encouraged that you took the initiative to care enough to ask about the story and to to actually enter into that with an invitation, as you use that phrase, but also an invitation that has no expectations tied to it. Absolutely. You can choose to say, no, thank you. Um, but the fact, I'm presuming that everyone you've done that to over the last several years, um, knowing you as I do, they have been blessed and encouraged that someone cared enough to at least ask and um and obviously not probe too deeply because there's a lot of, like you said, there's difficulties, there's things that people don't want to share right. for, very, for a variety of reasons. But my personal perspective is let's take risks with one another. Let's ask questions. Let's seek to know uh, as opposed to why well, I probably shouldn't ask because what if they don't want to talk? Yes. Well, you know, that's, yes. I think that's kind of the pitfall, correct? Yes, absolutely. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. So I heard you say I shouldn't. So there's a concept in cognitive behavioral therapy and in uh, uh, psychology uh, that's called the tyranny of the musts, shoulds, and have tos. And there's this idea that oftentimes we sort of govern our life with these, these principles of I should or I shouldn't. I have to uh, do X, Y, or Z. Um, so I should already know this about them. Let's say, let's say there's a family member or a parent uh, or maybe even your partner, and you don't know something about them. Maybe it's your best friend, and you don't actually know what they're... There's some memes on TikTok I saw the other day that were like like friends not knowing their best friend's job. Okay, so like maybe you don't know your best friend's job, like, and maybe maybe you think you should know it by now. You have to get rid of those assumptions, because when we say I should, there's always an or else. It's I should already know this about my best friend, or else... I'm not competent as a friend. I should know this already about my best friend or else I don't have value or worth as a human being or I should have done this with my parent or else I'm not lovable or worthy of connection. Usually there is always a should. And so, and so we, we have to find our way to, to get past those barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are barriers to getting to know someone. You don't want to look stupid. Um, ask a silly question. You don't want to be nosy. I mean, these are all reasonable barriers to, to trying to deeply connect with someone else that we sometimes encounter, or even I don't want to be hurt or rejected. Maybe I'm, I'm showing interest in someone and I, am going to be hurt if they're not as interested in me um, in any kind of capacity. And so uh, there are so many barriers to this and, and we have to give, learn to give ourselves grace as well. So we need to learn to give ourselves grace, but also we need to take risks and take the initiative and be intentional with other human beings. Yep. I think that's really the, uh, the crux of everything we're talking about. So I'm going to let you have the final word, David, in our conversation today. Those who are listening hopefully are inspired and feeling even... Um, given permission to be able to, to learn other stories, to use your phrase, the multiple stories within the larger story of each person's life. Yes. Give us some tips, some final thoughts or what, how do we do this? Okay, sure. Uh, A few things. One, this is maybe a a general uh, universal principle in life, or at least one I've come to believe. And that's uh, the, the the questions we ask determine the answers that we get. Uh, if, if I'm cut off on the road and I know this is maybe seems like a trivial example, uh, but if I'm cut off on the road, I could ask myself, what's their problem? Um, which there's an assumption built into that question and that that's, they have a problem as opposed to what's going on right now that might have impacted that choice or how might I just simply focus on driving safely myself? 
Um, those are two different kinds of questions that quickly reframe the situation and invite new solution spaces and spaces and possibilities. So I think the questions we ask are, are really vital. Um, I've already talked about having a beginner mindset. I think it's important to be vulnerable and to model what it looks like to, to share one's own story. And being vulnerable and transparent is hard. It's very hard. Um, and, and I want to celebrate authenticity, but I also think it's important to acknowledge in the conversation around authenticity to recognize that um, being authentic is not an excuse to be not self-regulated, uh, that, that, uh, that I can be who I am, someone who loves Lord of the Rings and basketball. Uh, but in every conversation that I have with someone I care about, I don't have to bring up Lord of the Rings and basketball <laughs> because I need to invite a space yeah. for them to be able to share about their heart or their life. And again, that may seem like a trivial example. No, it's a great example. It's important. Um, and then I guess just in, in closing, um, I think we're all going to fall short. And giving grace is a really important concept to, to remember because um, I lost my mom this past summer and um, she was um, sick. She had um, cancer and I was able to stay with her. I took leave from work and uh, had the fortunate opportunity to spend time with her. And I'm an only child and I loved my mom. I loved my mom um, and she loved me. I felt like I knew who she was. I believe she knew who I was. Um, and even when I can say I was fortunate to have a great relationship with her. Um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think to myself, I, I wish I would have asked her this. Hmm. I wish I would have learned that about her life. I wish I would have learned more about the time when she worked before I was born. I wish I would have asked her about her friends. I wish I would have asked her about her goals or what, how she thought her life might go. Um, and so... I believe it's important to live in that tension of we're going to fall short uh, and, and that we can also always do more. But hindsight is all, almost always twenty twenty. Wow. You know, you talked about how authenticity is hard and there's obviously a variety of reasons why we choose not to be. Thank you for being authentic even here on this podcast and being real. And obviously as someone who uh, lost his mother, myself at a young age, uh, those themes in uh, what you just shared resonate deeply with me. I think that we call that story resonance. So thanks for teaching me that today, David. Thanks for being in this space, in this place with me in the studio and having just a really heartfelt, uh, thoughtful, um, inspiring conversation about why we should be pursuing other human beings at a deeper level than just the surface. Because we all deeply, and I know you and I would agree with this, notion, want to be seen, want to be heard, want to be understood, and most importantly, want to be loved. So I think you've given us some very good tools and some good thoughts uh, around becoming those kind of human beings. So we'll definitely have you back in the studio at some time in the future. Thanks for being with me today, David. Thanks, Michael. The conversations that we're having here on Three Words Podcast, they are personally meaningful to each of us. And we hope that they are impactful and truly influential for you. If you're enjoying these conversations and the variety of topics that, that come to the surface here at Three Words Podcast, can I encourage you to go to our website, dmbcoaching.com slash subscribe. You can actually receive a monthly complimentary digital newsletter where we go deeper into several of these topics with 
powerful principles and specific practices in order to you, for you to grow and to become the better version of yourself. That would be our privilege to be able to do that with you. Thanks for sharing in this conversation with David and I today, and we look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks.